Hello, and welcome to JGUA Financial Commentary Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Barron, and today we are here to talk about inheritances, including taxes, some a little bit of what I thought are interesting stories, and some thoughts around what to do when you're receiving, as well as gifting. And then we'll also discuss how these relate to individuals and our actual clients that we work with. Be sure to send your questions to info at jgua.com and visit our website for more content. Today, my guest is Lizzie DPA Trantonio, but first, a quick disclosure. The contents of this podcast are strictly for informational purposes only, and nothing said shall be taken as investment, tax, or legal advice. Any strategies discussed may not be suitable for the listener specifically, and JGUA encourages consulting with your advisor before implementing any strategies to ensure that they meet your individual objectives. Lizzie, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm Elizabeth DPH Antonio. I have this fun new last name since I just got married a couple years ago that nobody can say now. I am an advisor in our Rhinebeck office. I am an attorney actually by background, practiced estates and trusts and some family law and a little bit of real estate as well. And I have been with a firm for a little over four years now. The first thing I wanted to talk about was what to do when you receive an inheritance. I think there's a tendency, especially from talking heads out in the media, about debt is one of the worst things to possibly have. And you need to focus on paying your debt down. But I think that there's lots of other strategies that maybe we should talk about when we see the whole big picture. What are your thoughts on that, Lizzie? I think there's a sense out there that debt is really, really bad and you'll never get ahead if you have debt. And obviously, if you've got large amounts of debt, like student loans and things like that, and you come into an inheritance, it can't hurt to start paying those debts down more quickly. But I don't think that you need to cast aside the importance to also save and grow money for your future just because you inherit some money. Some people, it's a comfort thing. They really would feel better if they didn't have that mortgage payment, for instance, hanging over their head. So they really want to use any money that they come into to go towards debt. But other people are comfortable making monthly payments and have debt that is sort of healthy debt for credit purposes, especially in a low interest rate environment. There may be debt that is manageable and part of your plan. Certainly wouldn't recommend anything with high interest rate. I would tell people to pay those down as quickly as they can, but you don't have to just preserve inheritance money for debt. There's other things, depending on your situation, that may be more appropriate. You don't want to throw aside your existing plan if you already have a strategy to pay down debt. You can incorporate the money that you inherit into that plan. So I would definitely recommend working with your advisor, talking about what's comfortable for you, and not feeling that you shouldn't do things like build up your savings. So I think there's a balance and it really is not necessary to have no debt to have a healthy financial plan. I think that's right. I think as an advisor thing we focus most on is setting yourself to be financially secure first. So if you don't have sufficient savings first, I don't think prioritizing debt is the way to go. So yeah. talking about, you know, your your mortgage I, th I think it's especially key for us to, as advisors, focus on the low interest rate environment. I've seen with clients that actually their retirement plan will work better if they take out a mortgage because they have so much equity trapped in their house. And you can 
focus on other things, such as increasing, which kind of plays the next thing, increasing your lifestyle, depending on if you can afford it. Although uh, you can take that too far. Some people want to buy the mansion, the sports car, the jet ski, which they maybe can and can't afford, right? Yeah, just because you have the money doesn't mean you can afford it. So they're two different things. If you have always dreamed of having a beach house and you suddenly inherit $500,000, can you really afford a $500,000 beach house? And it maybe the answer is no, because just because you can buy it outright doesn't mean that you can pay the taxes. It doesn't mean that you can maintain the upkeep of something on the ocean that needs a lot of maintenance or you can afford the new roof. There's a lot more that goes into it. Certainly, I wouldn't say don't treat yourself at all. If you have something really special that you have in mind, then get the pair of shoes. But should you buy a jet? Maybe not. I think you really have to consider your situation. And people often have this thing, too, where it's a good investment, especially with property or even certain things like artwork. And you have to remember, those are not liquid assets. The real estate market is always changing. If you really needed the cash, could you just sell that house immediately? Can you necessarily get renters in there? Do you want to be a landlord? Can you get insurance on that asset? What is insurance going to cost? What are the property taxes? There's so many factors that go into big purchases. And just because you have the money doesn't mean that you can really afford it. And I think there's definitely a balance. And People often, when they have money they didn't have before, who doesn't have that list when they win the lottery? <laughs> Things that they want to do. But inheriting a million dollars is different than $25 million, But even then, there's considerations. So I think you just can't think, well, I have this windfall. I can now buy every single thing that I want. But can you buy a nice pair of shoes? Of course. I'm personally speaking, you, know, you treat yourself but within reason. And definitely consult a professional. And that's the thing. Because... There's a lot more to it. There's many factors. And that's kind of my opinion is you shouldn't just rush into these decisions immediately when you get unexpected funds. I really like the thing you mentioned about maintenance, especially for those who wanted to buy a mansion or a sports car. It's those all those extra costs where maybe you think, oh, I can afford this. But actually, it's they look at the insurance and the upkeep and property taxes and everything. Maybe you actually can't. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of sense like this will be a good investment. And that's not always true. You may think that you would be able to just rent out that beach house like most of the year, but then a lot more goes into being a landlord than you ever realized. And you still have all those extra expenses. I think people have to be careful about what they label as good investments also for the future. And it's definitely a conversation to have with your planner. I mean, we have these kinds of conversations all the time. I had a client that really wanted to buy a house book and he thought it would be this great investment and it turned out to be like totally uninsurable. There's just all kinds of instances where maybe a little more complicated than it appears. It's interesting that it was uninsurable. You don't hear yeah. those, those too often. That's Yeah, it was a really interesting situation, but something can appear to be a good investment and it's just not. So it's always important to, I think, dig a little deeper and to get advice from someone who's a professional because I think a second opinion, especially when you're really excited about something, which often you are if you come into money that you didn't have before. So I think it's important to just take a breath and investigate the situation fully. I know you mentioned taxes, which actually leads us on, into our next segment. There's quite a bit of confusion surrounding 
different kinds of taxes. Do you want to talk about what are debt taxes and distinguish those? Yeah, very exciting stuff here, Andrew. There's a lot of confusion out there. Basically, you have the federal estate tax, which currently that limit is very high. And most of us are in reality not going to die with estates that are federally taxable. So currently that limit is 11.7 million per person. For most married couples, it's over $22 million that can pass to your heirs free of federal taxation on the estate. That is one type of tax that, well, some people may have to worry about it. The majority of Americans are not in a position for now. Uh, it may change in the year 2026. In some states, there's what you call inheritance tax. So this is a big misnomer. There is no federal inheritance tax. There's federal estate tax. Inheritance tax is actually paid by the beneficiary and not the estate. So it is paid by the person receiving the asset. So there's a lot of confusion about that. The estate for all intents and purposes is its own entity. The inheritance tax can also depend on your personal tax situation. Now, most states have eliminated that, but I know Pennsylvania and Andrew, what are the others that still have inheritance tax? There's six. There's Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Nebraska, New Jersey, and like you said, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so that's something to be aware of in those states. It can be state dependent, so it's important to plan around where you live. And then there's this really big confusion that I have found among uh, not only my clients here at John Ullman, but also um, I am an attorney by background. So I was an estates and trust attorney. There's a lot of confusion about capital gains and also which accounts get what you call the step up in basis and which accounts don't and how it works. Certain accounts when you die and you pass them on to a beneficiary, you actually take over as of date of death value what that person's, the best way to explain basis is their starting point in, in the asset. So like you get what's called a step up. If something is worth $500,000 and maybe that person bought it for only $200,000 and they die, you get the advantage on a lot of accounts or things like houses, um, depending on how they're titled, where the people will actually inherit that basis of date of death value or a little bit afterwards, depending on how you do these states. So you, instead of the asset being worth $200,000 to you as it was when they bought it, it has been worth $500,000 to you um, if that is the fair market value, like real estate is specifically what we're talking about. There's a lot of confusion about, um, but it also applies to stocks. That becomes important because later, when you eventually sell that asset, then you are taxed on those gains. And that is totally different from any inheritance tax or estate tax. So if you inherit a stock account and it's not in an IRA, which is a whole other thing, and Andrew, you can talk about that a little bit. If you don't sell the stock immediately, you'll inherit that person's basis as of you know the valuation, usually date of death, depending again on how the attorney handles the valuations. So that becomes important because you don't get taxed on that when it comes to you. You get taxed on that when you eventually sell that stock down the road or sell that house. Your basis is very important and getting that step up in basis can save people 
a lot of money because you're taxed on the gain. But this is totally separate from any potential inheritance or estate tax. So a lot of people are confused when they owe capital gains tax later. So I just think there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's important that people really understand that. I'd like to wrap around three what I thought were interesting stories about inheritances. And Lizzie, feel free to offer any of your insightful commentary as it comes to you. Oh my goodness, okay. The first one, every dog has their day. Local woman in New York State left $12 million to her dog upon her passing, which- Oh my gosh, that lucky dog. (laughs) Which is notable just because $12 million is a lot of money for, I think, pretty much everyone. But it's also more than she left to her grandchildren including she disinherited two of them. (laughs) I actually Googled this woman and they call her the queen of mean. I just want to be clear for everyone that money was in a trust for the benefit of her dog. So a dog cannot directly inherit money. Um, You have to be a charity or a trust or a person to inherit money in the U.S. anyway. But you can absolutely set up a trust for care of your animals. Now, I think in that case, the court actually ruled that $12 million was a bit excessive. Obviously, her will was contested, but the dog still got, was it $2 million, Andrew? $2 million, yes. Yeah, so the caretaker had about $100,000 a year that went towards the dog. But, hey, stranger things have happened. People love their pets. Um, so I think uh, actually one of my clients, was recently asking me, and I get this a lot, people are very concerned with their animals when they die, um, and people are going to afford to take care of them. So it's not as unusual as you think to have trusts that set up money specifically or a provision in the will to give funds for care of animals, but $12 million is the highest I've ever heard of, certainly. Second story I have is kind of just a lesson we all learn from a young age that being kind to strangers can, can be a good thing. Local woman in Ohio, who was a waitress, befriended an old man who became a regular in her restaurant. And when he passed, he left her his entire estate of $500,000. Oh my gosh. Kindness counts. I think that's such a cool story. I really, I really liked that one because, you know, people really have in my experience, is feeling that they want their money they're not going to use, and maybe they don't have family, and they want to see it do some good. And sometimes they leave that money to people that make them feel good. And their intentions, he must have had a connection with her. She must have really had an impact on him, and he knew this money could make a difference in her life. And I just think as long as you have a well-crafted plan, and your intentions are clear, and you're of sound mind, you really... Uh, can direct your money however you want. So if he had family, he might have been a little bit uh, upset, but a lot of people, they don't have a traditional family. They have family in another sense, and you're able to really make sure your money goes where you want it to go. So I thought that story was actually really cool because you do have all the control with estate planning and you know probably made him feel really good every day to know that he, that money was going to go to her eventually. Absolutely. I, I guess I need to start being nicer to strangers. Lessons to you, Andrew. That's why I'm so nice to everybody. Our third story was a bit peculiar. A Portuguese man picked 13 random people from a phone book. He did this in front of a witness to make sure everything was legal. But as you can imagine, some of the recipients thought they were being scammed when they came to find out, which I also would have red flags if some random person I had never heard of was leaving me money. 
I mean, I just assume something like that is going to happen to me one day, but, <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I mean, if you were able, if you wanted to pick 13 random names and you were of sound mind and wrote that into your will, your family might be angry and they may have some potential to contest it, but you never know. It might've made him feel really good to know that he was going to change these lives potentially. It's a cool thing about estate planning. Miracles can happen. Um, I thought that story was amazing. What a way to do it. But it just shows you how much power you have to change the world with your estate plan. Or as you, I think you said before, you need to be nice to your family or they can just go and pick 13 random people and cut you out. It's true. Like, you know, don't forget about your aunts and uncles and, you know, your parents and grandparents. You got to check on them, especially now. Like, make sure you give them a call. They're lonely. And, you know, people are paying attention to who's calling <laughs> them right now and FaceTiming them. Don't forget those Christmas cards. You know, those things make a difference. Um, you'd be amazed how many people I've encountered that are really mad at their families for whatever reason, and they don't want that money to go to them. So it is a good lesson. Not that you shouldn't do those things anyway without monetary incentive. But, um, <laughs> nothing is guaranteed in the world of estate planning. You can't presume that you're going to you know, get money just because your parents have money. So it's important for all of us to have our own financial security. Absolutely. Lizzie, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on to this. Do you have any closing thoughts? I think a good takeaway is this stuff is more complicated than it appears. And it can be stressful if you have parents, especially that are elderly and going through a situation where family has died and you're really unclear about what your obligations are, what the taxes are, what does this mean for you personally? can be overwhelming and time consuming, especially if you're in a situation where you have inherited money. And I think it's important to just seek help. You know, that's why people like us exist, is to help get you through this stuff. So don't be afraid to not be able to do it all on your own. And Absolutely. ask questions. Ask questions when you're making your own statement. Ask questions when you get money. It's nothing to be embarrassed about that you don't understand and you need to ask more questions. Thank you for being part of this, Lizzie. And thank you to our audience for listening to the JGUA Financial Commentary Podcast. Be sure to check out some of our other content, including webinars. Details and sign up through our website and social media. Until next time, stay smart. <laughs>